today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Lots of activity. We touched on this story slightly yesterday, but I want to get more detail to you today about what's happening in Queen's Park and, frankly, the reaction right across the province. Uh, vandalism, death threats, uh, just a couple of the things that the government says that they are facing in Queen's Park as a result of new labor legislation that they've introduced. This is all about them basically tearing apart Bill 148, which obviously was the minimum wage thing, but there are a number of other initiatives in that bill as well. Last night, Labor Minister Laurie Smith's constituency office in Kawartha Lakes was left in shambles. Uh, Travis Damronge uh, from, uh, from Global News, of course, who covers Queen's Park, filed this report about the story. Vandals smashed multiple windows, the front doors, threw furniture, and scrawled graffiti on the outside wall, reading, Attack workers, we fight back, $15. House leader Todd Smith accuses the labor movement of fanning the flames. Multiple groups held a news conference yesterday condemning the new legislation that would scrap a raise of the minimum wage to $15. The Ontario Federation of Labor's Chris Buckley says it's sad the government would accuse groups like his of being linked to the vandalism, when he says all they're doing is fighting for worker rights. Travis Stanraj, Global News, Toronto. So on it goes, and, and the, there is no way that you can actually justify the kind of damage and vandalism that's going on, but we are seeing uh, a, a visceral reaction to a lot of the things that the Ford government is doing. I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, we're going to cancel cap and trade, uh, but when all of a sudden, uh, you know, wages are rolled back, uh, benefits that had been, I guess, in some people's minds, uh, finally given to them after years and years of fighting, uh, are being rolled back with the stroke of a pen. Uh, you can understand why these demonstrations are going on. Not the, the fact that it should actually lead to vandalism, but I mean, it is becoming a problem here. So what is going on and what kind of reaction should the government actually be looking at here to try to deal with this sort of thing? I want to bring Richard Brennan into the conversation. Of course, uh, Richard covered uh, Queens Park and Parliament Hill for many, many years, of course, uh, writing for the Toronto Star, uh, joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Richard, thanks so much for the time. Good to have you with us today. Good morning, Bill. Listen, in all the years you've been covering this, we've seen people that have pushed back against government policies and rollbacks, etc. But this this takes me back. And I mean, as, soon, as I read these stories and hear about what's going on, uh, this reminds me of, of the days of action protests, uh, the sorts of things that went on during the Mike Harris, or early years anyway, in the Mike Harris regime. Well, it certainly does. Uh, we haven't seen the thousands of people and protesters on the lawn yet, but that's to come. I mean, there's no question that that's going to happen. Um as with many things, optics are really what matter. And yesterday, I think, just the fact, or was it yesterday, uh, where they stood up in the House and the Tories congratulated themselves and clapped at, at uh, the fact that they just gutted the uh, labor reforms. Yeah, gave themselves a standing ovation. Yeah, and, and including the, the $14. And, and that really sticks in people's craw, because here we are, we, you know, there's uh, the government side, and everybody in the House, and the legislature's making $100,000 or more. And here they are, clapping the fact that they've just told people, no, we're not giving you $15 an hour. And not only that, we're getting, having, getting rid of the two days, you know, paid leave, and cutting back here, the different 10 to, I believe, 8, the number of days that you can take off. And so, you know, I don't think anybody should be surprised that labor, and not when you say labor, it's not a, it's not a, a monolith. We're talking individual people saying, well, hold on a second. 
you guys are doing all right, but for me to make $15 an hour, that's terrible. No wonder people, like, who's fanning the flames here? Is it labor or the government? Well, that's the question I guess we have to ask ourselves. And, and it, the reason I, I draw the analogy between this and the common sense revolution is, once again, they seem to be taking people at the lowest end of the economic spectrum and, and victimizing them and saying, you're the reason that we're in debt. You know, we're, you're the one that are going to pay for this. And it's, it's not unlike what Mike Harris did when he simply said, you know what, people that are taking social assistance are all bums. Uh, 35% of them, which was just total fabrication. But people bought into that. The the, the advocates, the, the the people that supported Harris thought, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. And they seem to be doing the same thing with what Ford's doing. Just to go over a little bit of history here, the fact is a lot of people rem- couldn't didn't remember, and I don't know why, that we just went through one of the worst recessions in 50 years at that point when Mike Harris took over. Yeah. And people, tons of people, lost their job, including the two, my two neighbors when I lived in Oakville. Both lost their jobs. And and people had to resort to welfare that never ever thought in their entire lives they would have to go on welfare. You know, it's 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 easy it's easy to kick people when they're down, but the point is I I thought the idea of a government was to help people, not not slam them to the mat. Well, I mean, they're they're buying into this, obviously, and we know that there was a great deal of debate that went on about one forty eight before the wind government passed it. And uh, groups like, well, the Ontario Chamber of Commerce and others uh, have been advocating scrapping this bill in the meantime. And, 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 and obviously the government has listened to that and capitulated and said, yeah, we're going to do this right now. And, and there were weaknesses. I mean, you know, you know, we talked about this when the bill was passed, uh, that there are weaknesses of 148. There's some things in there they probably shouldn't have done, some things that they could have done a, a little more, uh, I guess, in, in a fashion that was going to be more amenable to businesses. But at the same time, you don't just tear it up and say, okay, we're going to throw the whole thing out right now and basically tell people that are making minimum wage, you're on your own. It's one thing, you know, to say, okay, we're going to revisit this law. We're going to... This- this legislation and see you know what we can do maybe to improve it but it's a whole other thing to basically gut it and that's essentially what's happened here and and on the very heels of getting rid of uh, 140 the star has today that the ministry of labor has instructed staff not to initiate any new proactive inspections aimed at preventing wage theft and other employment standards violations this is on the very heels I've gotten that legislation. Now they're saying, well, <clears throat> we, we proactively won't, uh, you know, uh, go after companies that, uh, you know, for unpaid wages and overtime. Why, why pick on them? Well, because, because it plays to their base. I, I wish I could, I know I'm sounding like a broken record here, but that's what it is. I can remember the government over the other day, the Mike Harris government, just lapping it up when thousands of people were out on the lawn protesting against their government. They thought it was the greatest thing in the world. You and I might, you know, stand, stand in our office at Greens Park at the same point. You know, maybe we did something wrong. They didn't. They literally applauded the fact that they had protesters at the door. And I was there, so I can tell you that's exactly true. But the, you, you look at some of the things they're doing, and, and you have to wonder about the, the, the rationale and, and what's the motivation behind this. I mean, uh, it, there's always going to be changes when a new government comes in, and they're going to say, look, at they, you know, the other guys did this, and we think it was wrong, so we want to modify this or do something else. 
but it almost seems as if the the the, the credo here seems to be if wind did it we want to rip it apart <clears throat> and, and and an example of that obviously is 148 but even the announcement the other day and you and i were going back and forth on on twitter about this uh, they they canceled the funding for university campus expansions for three different communities in this area uh, this is education. I mean, this is not reckless spending. I mean, you know, I thought we were investing in education, investing in the future, and they just arbitrarily said, no, we're not doing that anymore. Well, there's two sides to that coin. <clears throat> Part of the problem is, and, and, and I, can, I have some sympathy for, for the Ford government in a way, the fact is a government on its way out, knowing they're toast, will promised the moon and not leaving the the new government to have to deal with all these promises now were, were these universities necessary so a lot of people say it wasn't they weren't but there's more to this story and as i think we we, we chatted on yeah email yesterday the fact is that I think Markham and Milton were collateral damage. The whole, the whole thing was it was handled in that way, I believe. And I this is you know this sounds like a bit of a conspiracy, but they can't Fordites can't stand Brown, the new the new uh, mayor in Brampton. Just I mean they just hate the guy. And so I, I think this was I think this was directed entirely at getting back at him. Sounds it sounds it sounds a bit out there, but I tell you, you well, I mean, people yeah, but, don't yeah, know but, how much they dislike this guy, uh, and if, uh, for whatever reason. But I mean, obviously, the, first of all, you know, when Brown tried to make a comeback, running up in the, in the, his uh, constituency area up around Barrie. Uh, Ford eliminated the job, so there there will be no regional chairman up there anymore. So bingo! So he decides to run in Brampton, and the timing of this is suspect, if nothing else. Richard, the day oh, after Brown is. gets elected, he says, "By the way, you're not getting a university campus up there." It is, uh, but you know they saved three hundred million. And, you know, and consider you know in the overall consideration of things, it's it's a bit of a drop in the bucket. But they are going to have to find you know efficiencies if you for lack of a better word they're going to have to cut and, and get some you know get back to towards balance so who knows maybe this is all done just for the very uh, you know for the only reason of tr- trying to save some dough who knows i i think otherwise but that doesn't mean it's you know it's fact but it's it's creating a rift and 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 again you know as we talked about on the program yesterday uh, this is the same, you know, Doug Ford that as he was you know, trying to run for office, first of all, to be the leader, and second, of course, during the campaign to, to become premier, uh, that every time he stepped in front of the podium, that little sign in front of the podium said, for the people. And, and oh, okay, if you're for the people, why are you doing this? These, these, these are people that really need the government's assistance, and they're basically thumbing their nose at them. He didn't say which people. Yeah, exactly. He, let's face it, right now, you know, with with the support they have, particularly in in outside of Toronto, they can do no wrong. And so what if they dump on labor? Their supporters are saying, "Yeah, it's about time those labors, you know, have got put. You know, the unions got put in their place." It's 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 a very much a repeat of the Harris years. It, it's almost a mirror image in some ways. 
and it seems to be working. Well, it is so. It is now, it, and, and it could be. You know, it could be for another term after this. But people get weary of it, of the fight. They get weary of the constant battle between, you know, be it the teachers and the government or the labor and the government. It it just gets wearisome, and and it wears out. That's what it does. And 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 you know, it'll probably happen again. You know, whether it wears out sooner than later, that remains to be seen. And, and listen, when we're talking about this sort of thing. <clears throat> Excuse me, that are going on. I, I mean, nobody's condoning violence and, and vandalism. I mean, that's that's taking it to the nth degree. Not unlike what's going on in the states right now, but and we don't want it to get to that level. But by the same token, I mean, you know, people that feel as if they're getting ripped off by the government are, are going to make some noise about it, and that seems to be what's happening here. Uh, and these are not people that are just, you know, these are not rabble rousers. I mean, if you're making minimum wage and find out all of a sudden that you're not going to get benefits, and by the way, if you take a day off because you're sick, uh, you're not going to get paid for it, of course you're going to be upset. And and the fact that that legislation was presented in the first place and, and, and people thought, well, finally, we've got some respect and we're going to get a little more security in the workplace, to have that yanked out from under you, that's, that's pretty difficult for anybody to handle. To be fair, though, uh, they everybody knew that they weren't going to go for the fifteen dollars. Yeah, they said that during the campaign. Yeah, so I mean that was clear. But you have to remember, it was only two paid days. Two. We weren't talking about two weeks. It was only two paid days, and they got rid of it. Now, do you, is that going to save a lot of money for? Uh, you know, for for businesses, I really don't think so because you know a lot of people don't take days off at all. <laughs> well, you know that, and we you know, we've all know people like that. Oh, you know, hey, uh, Rick, oh, you got the flu? Oh, I, you, you shouldn't go to work today. Well, I can't if I don't go to work, I don't get paid, yeah. so I've got to go to work. Well, you know, in two thousand eighteen, who would have thought we'd be at this point? I know it's 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 troubling to be sure that's what's going on, and you got to wonder just how far they're going to go with this. I mean, and if if the the whole political agenda here is okay, we want to pick a a, a a group. In this case, it's going to be low income people, and make them the enemy. Uh, who's next? I mean, you know, in the Harris regime and common sense revolution, they picked on doctors, nurses, teachers, uh, low income, social service recipients, and, and on and on it goes. Are we, is is this the repeat of that whole agenda again? Well. That's the trouble with electing somebody, a kind of a pig in a poke, not really knowing what you're electing, and you know what he what he stood for. Because we really didn't know, except for you know a, a few fringe issues. People elected him because they hated the liberals, and so now they've they've given him free reign, and said <clears throat> basically, well he said it many many times that he'll do exactly what he likes. Mm-hmm. And it is a repeat. I mean, this is, to go back to that days when the Common Sense Revolution and Mike Harris came in, they hated Bob Ray and the NDP. I mean, obviously, the people on the right hated the NDP just from a philosophical standpoint, but Bob lost a lot of the people that were labor unionized and, and organizing it on the left uh, because of his, his the Ray days and, and you know all that sort of stuff. So that alienated everybody, and they just said anybody but the NDP. And, of course, you know the liberals, of course, were in disarray at that time. Very similar to what happened this time. Well, we just have to look at the history books and the, the huge strike and strike back in uh, Windsor, 
the forge right back many, many years ago in the late 40s, when basically uh, workers stood up and said, enough's enough. And it happened in Winnipeg long before that, too. And, you know, is, it, is, it, is that coming? All, all, in a way, this really bolsters the union movement. I know it sounds silly, but it really does, because it gives them a spine. And said, you know, and they say we're not going to take it anymore. So, it, what they're what the government's doing, and in effect, is breathing new life, I think, into the labor movement. Well, we'll have to see how they respond to this in the next little while. Richard, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for this today. Okay, thanks, Bill. Richard Brennan, of course, uh, who covered Queens Park for many, many years for the Toronto Star. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from nine to noon on nine hundred CHML.